Well, greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the Rec Poker Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Fredland. This is episode 155, and this week we feature the Poker League of Nations, uh, the largest group um, that is organized around supporting women in poker. Uh, we had an opportunity to interview three of the folks from Plon, uh, Lena Evans, who is the founder, as well as Jacqueline Britton and Jeanette Mendez, who are founding ambassadors. And we had a fantastic discussion. Uh, before we get to that, I want to thank Running Aces Racetrack and Casino, who is our ongoing official sponsor. Appreciate all that you guys are doing. Uh, and as part of that, I want to share with you uh, some of the results from this past week. Uh, as always, we share the players of the week, the four people who earned the most points in the regular weekly tournaments. They get bonus lammers uh, to be used for any tournament. Travis Hardesty, Andrew Feist. What's up, Andrew? Part of Rec Poker Nation. Leland Bow and Darius Rogers. And I also want to talk a little bit about the big tournament they just had, a $500 buy-in tournament, uh, the best players in the state, some folks from out of state that came into town for it. And we were super excited because it was just an absolutely stacked final table, including two of the folks that you hear on the podcast and a lot of our other content that we produce uh, made the final table, Chris Jones and Taylor Moss. Uh, Chris Jones, well, let me let me go through the results here a little bit, uh, kind of a who's who. In uh, 10th place, Todd Melander, and Todd is actually the roommate of one of my really good friends, a former college roommate of one of my really good friends, Chris Jones, who you hear on here often, finished in ninth place for $1,925. Uh, Chris got really unlucky at the final table. A guy shoved from the small blind with his king three, Chris at pocket queens, uh, king on the river, and that sort of crippled him. And then Chris lost uh, with ace, queen against fives to, to bust. But good result for Chris Jones. Fantastic guy. Jonathan Kim, a guy that we've actually interviewed on the show. Uh, one of the first episodes of the Rec Poker Podcast had John Kim. Corey Cove finished in seventh place. Uh, folks in Minneapolis know that name. He's actually on the K-Fan Morning Show. Uh, and he's a fantastic poker player. Tyree Johnson, former dealer, fantastic player. Kevin Kelly, who played very solid on the final table. Uh, finished in fifth, Taylor Moss, uh, one of our one of our Rec Poker Nation guys, an absolute beast. Finished in fourth place, uh, played great. I thought a couple of couple of uh, hands that didn't go his way that I want to talk to him about. Uh, but fourth place for eight thousand one hundred eighty one dollars. Way to go, Taylor. Ray Dickerson, another solid outing for him. And then probably the best two players at the final table, uh, just some beasts. Uh, they did a partial chop, and then uh, Ian Matakis finished in second. And Jason Sell took home the trophy for $27,594 with Ian taking home $20,000 even. So fantastic event, the big turkey, way to go running aces, uh, great job. A uh, couple of things that are coming up this week, this Wednesday night, we have a couple more opportunities for you to be part of the conversation. If you are a member of the Rec Poker community, at 6.30 p.m., we're covering Chapter 5 of the Andrew Brokus Book Study. And we record all of these, and they're made available to the members. It's been a fantastic process, a fantastic uh, study. So uh, become a, a member out there. Uh, you can get a one-month free subscription, get all of this content, and even be part of the conversation. Uh, then at 8 o'clock, Taylor Moss, who I just mentioned, is going to be leading us in some hand history discussions. So these are Wednesday night, November 13th. Uh, our NFL Survivor Pool, we are down to nine people this week. All nine lost with the big NFL upsets that happened. 
Uh, and so actually what's going to happen is Jake Mason, who's leading this thing, is going to relaunch a new survivor pool starting next week uh, with the nine people, and then they're going to play it down from there. Uh, so that's sort of fun. Uh, I mentioned a rec poker membership, go to rec.poker, find out everything about who we're, who we are, what we're doing out there, stay plugged in, get on the email list. That's probably the easiest way to stay connected. Otherwise, Twitter, Facebook, we put a lot of stuff out there as well. Uh, so with that, uh, let's join the interview that we did with the poker league of nations, uh, founder, Lena Evans, as well as founding ambassadors, Jacqueline Britton and Jeanette Mendez. All right, everybody. Well, as promised, we are here uh, with a few of the members of the Poker League of Nations. Uh, we have Lena Evans, we have Jacqueline Britton, and we'll be joined shortly by Jeanette Mendez, hopefully, uh, if the technology holds. Uh, but first of all, uh, thank you guys so much. I know we wanted to have you on when we were doing the Women in Poker series, but this is fantastic. We're excited that you were able to join us. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us, Steve. We're excited to share with the Rec Poker community lots of information about Poker League of Nations, and uh, we're just thrilled to be able to uh, have that uh, avenue to share that information. Excellent. Hashtag and we more women. <laughs> hashtag, what was the hashtag there, more women? More women. <laughs> nice, I love it. Um, well, well, and we'll get into some of the details and all that sort of stuff, but I think let's just start with a, uh, a high-level view of what is the Poker League of Nations? I know for a lot of us, we're recreational players. We're not hyper into the poker community and all of the things that are going on. Uh, and we see Poker League of Nations, and we might not necessarily immediately think, oh, that's a, that's a, a group for women supporting women playing poker. So why don't you give us, and by us, I mean, we've got John Somsky on the line. We've got Rob Washam on the line, uh, other people listening in here. Uh, why don't you give us kind of a high-level view of what Poker League of Nations is? Is and in the meantime, I'm going to uh, have Jeanette join us as well because I see that she just popped on. Okay, so brilliant. Hi, John. Hi, Rob, and hi, Rec Poker community. I'm Lena Evans, and I'm the founder of Poker League of Nations. And it's interesting that Steve said if you see a lot about Poker League of Nations, which we hope you have, you may not know that it is a ladies' poker organization. So we're the world's largest women's poker organization. We didn't name the organization, you know the world's largest women's poker organization or women's poker league because the main driving force for PLON, we call it, you know, our initials PLON, is that we're looking to help women move up in stakes and enter open events. So we're not necessarily supporting women going into more women's events, which we do support women's events because it is an easy sort of soft entry for ladies into poker but really our driving initiative and our main focus is to help ladies <coughs> move up in stakes, go into open events because we want to increase the prize pools, increase the player fields, and uh, really just get women to play more poker in open events. That's, yeah. I think, in a nutshell, Poker League of Nations. Yeah. Uh, Jacqueline? I mean, I think some of our initiatives that we've done to do that are, um, you know, obviously we have leagues all around the country, all around the world where women can join leagues and get points and they pool their money to play in bigger events. We have sponsorships. So we also have our, our Pawn Power where we pool money from all of our members and then we put women into bigger events where we might have a corporate sponsor for an event. We do training. We have training blogs. We have pros come on the site. And we can talk some about more of that stuff in detail. We allow women to post their staking packages so they can get staking. 
And one of the biggest things that we do in Poker League of Nations is give women recognition. So that makes them feel like, oh, I want to be recognized. I want to win. I want to be on one of those posts. I want to win a trophy. And it gives them more visibility. So they see more and more women winning. They want to be one of those winning women. More women. <laughs> That's right. Our, our hashtag is more women. And thank you, Jacqueline. Of course, she always has all the information that I leave out, which is a lot. Um, but that's that's really she's she's given you an, a really a nice list of the way we support women, because I think most people do know that women have traditionally been less than 5% of the field in any poker, in any open poker tournament. So really, we're really pushing to help women come into open events, increase our numbers. And it's wonderful because this past weekend at Helix Poker, we had, the field was 10% women and 50% of those women made the final table. Oh. So we're really yeah, proud. That's amazing. Yeah. But like, look at when, when I played the Win Poker Classic for like the first three hours, I was the only woman in the field. And you played there the other day and you were the only woman, only woman. That's right. I played actually a couple events there, and I was the only woman in the field. I was quite surprised. I was hoping to see at least one sister. But uh, yeah, it, it had gone to the point where like there's one woman at every table in the mixed event, and now it seems like depending on where you are, like why at the win are you like the only person on the only woman on the floor? It's crazy. Like what is it about the win that's intimidating? Right. So yeah. So but we are, we have helped the win push out uh, about their uh, recent ladies event, and we've partnered with a number of casinos, not just in Las Vegas, but throughout the country, and as J uh, Jacqueline mentioned, throughout the the world actually to help bring more ladies. And so we're focused worldwide, not just in the USA. And uh, we have ambassadors all over the world. And as Jacqueline also mentioned, we have league or that are led all over the world for these women to to win seats into bigger events typically speaking we're focused on the world series bringing women into open events and the main events during the summer but for instance the london league they are playing for a seat in the upcoming 888 live hmm. poker cool. tour so the the opener event there because it's a long way to get from london all the way to las vegas so elected to <laughs> To, to focus on something that, uh, you know, a main event that's local. Now, now you had mentioned uh, when we were chatting before the interview, you said, you know, our, you know, obviously part of what you do is helping more people get into the game, but really that's not your focus. Your focus, you said, wasn't necessarily getting more people into the game as much as supporting the women who are already there to get them involved in bigger games and that sort of thing. So maybe talk a little bit about that differentiation. I mean, they seem to go hand in hand. But, but what does that mean for actually your strategy in terms of what you're getting involved with? Well, as Jacqueline mentioned, we have multiple vehicles to help the women. So I will let Jacqueline speak about Plon Power Investment Group, but let me just talk about one of the points she made, and that is we have something called the Nations Facebook Live Takeover, and we've had multiple top-level pros, including... Antonio Sfandiari, Phil Helmuth, we've had David Sklansky, John Chin. We've had sort of the top, top of pros come in and help sort of educate the ladies, give them free content and give them new strategies and ways of thinking. So we're helping them from that perspective, from an educational perspective, first of all. And then through our leagues, not only, you know, we're bringing the poker to the ladies. So we did an exhaustive study this past summer 
asking women, why are you not playing more poker? And the top two answers were bankroll and proximity to. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> so I understand. Right. Poker. Let's talk about bankroll first. So, so we've addressed bankroll by multiple streams and that is we've sponsored women in we have staked women and we have an investment group. so we have an investment group called pawn power investment group and uh jacqueline was a really uh, instrumental and you know the main impetus in us creating this vehicle and i'll let you uh, tell you uh, tell the the listeners about that jacqueline and then we can talk about what we just did recently that was super exciting through the yeah. pond yeah, first of all, hi, Jeanette. Glad you were able to hey, join us. How are you guys? Hey. Oh, how are you? You're Took here. A bit there. It was something, I don't know if you were able to hear the first part. Did you want to add anything to um, what we've just done kind of high level? What is PLAN or anything you want to add before we go on to this specific question? And actually, just about the study that we, we did do, um, the questionnaire that we um, set out last year that did have hundreds of respondents, and you know, we weren't expecting to get to that level of having hundreds of respondents who are actually recreational poker players. Um, again, it was that access to um, the knowledge of just being aware of where the where the tournaments were held, um, the bankroll management, needing information on how to really take your dollars and go from playing twenty dollar, forty five dollar, hundred dollar tournaments and reinvest your your winnings into higher level. Um, or higher stakes tournaments. And also um, there was a need for education, which I believe Lena touched base on some of the Facebook live seminars that we've been very blessed to actually have a lot of uh, volunteers come on and really help educate the, I believe there's 5,700 members of PLAN now, um, really educate um, our women of PLAN on many areas such as, you know, um, controlling your emotions in poker or um, making calculated decisions to bankroll management to how to um, potentially, I guess, choose the type of tournament level, the, the type of tournaments yeah, that you're playing based yeah. on your skill level. So it's, it's really great. I mean, so far it's so good. We've been doing a great job. And um, I, I think we were headed to Jacqueline speaking about the plan investment group, which I also believe is, another wonderful opportunity for the ladies out there. Thank you. So yeah, like, like we had discovered in the survey was that the actual money to buy into a bigger event is a, is a stumbling block for more women playing in those bigger events. So um, I had been involved in another investment group where we put people into the main event and we wanted to expand that into uh, Pawn, and so we developed Pawn Power, where not only we take the main event of the World Series of Poker, but throughout the season, circuit main events or high buy-in main events, and we get the Pawn community to invest shares, so $50 shares for some of the events or $100 shares, so if it's a $1,000 event, we get you know, $20, $50 shares, and then um, we buy that person into the event, because... You know, some people don't have $1,000. Maybe they've been running good at their daily tournaments in their hometown, but they don't have $1,000 to play the big event coming up at, a, at somewhere else. So we pool our money. We put that player in. The player gets to retain 40% of their winnings, and 60% of their winnings goes back to the investment group. Now, 
Some people might think that's high, but the reason that's high is because the investors are putting up all the risk and they're doing event after event after event, and not every event is going to cash. So you have to have a major cash in order for the investors to get even on their money. So the percentage back to the investors is a little bit higher, but at the same time, that woman is getting the experience to play that event. She's getting bankrolled into that event. It's costing her nothing. She does have to buy at least one share. So her buy-in has to be at least $50 or $100, depending on how much the share is, because we want that player to have a stake in it as well. Um, so we've done a few events. We did, the, uh, I think, the Win 1600. We did the Poker Masters, which Lena can talk about a little bit more in a second here. Um, we've had some initiatives for some events where we haven't been able to raise all the money, but we're trying to do, you know, like one major event every month. And we have, I think, now a steady group of investors that puts in their $50 and $100 to, so that we can pool our money. It's different than traditional staking where you have a backer and they back the money and all of that. It's the community pooling their money to support women so that they can play bigger buy-ins. That's really cool. So when, you, when we talk about... Uh, Plon, you know, obviously you've got the Facebook group that is open to the public, right? Anybody can join the Facebook group. Is that correct? Yes, that's yep. correct. I mean, essentially, it's it's meant as a women's poker organization. Right. Yes. It's meant as uh, women's, but we certainly have a hand. You know, we have gentlemen as members, but they're probably like in the five percent range because right. those gentlemen are in the media. They're TD, so tournament directors. They are casino owners. They're professionals in the poker industry, so they have a reason to be in there. Uh, right, right. <laughs> but, right but so the Facebook the group is available part, to any any woman can join the Facebook group for sure. Right. Yes, exactly. That's open to any any women, and then is there like another like layer or a membership thing or? You know, mm -hmm. I'm sure I'm, I'm sure there's women out there that I know some of these women that are listening to this right now that are probably saying, "Wow, I would love to play bigger tournaments, but I don't know if I would be the right candidate." Or even some of the other stuff that you're talking about, you know, is there like another level of membership or how do people... Yeah, Plum Power is a second, a second uh, private group. So even though the main Plum membership page is open to women, they do have to apply. It's a closed group. It's not a public group. We have a public page. We have a closed Plum group. And you have to first be a member of the Plum membership group. And then you can request to be a member of the Plum Power group, which is a separate private group. But you have to be willing to make an initial investment of $50 to $100. So right. we don't just want a bunch of people in there looking loose. We want people who want to invest in other than poker players. So sure. there's no correct. qualifications other than you want to. Right. So, Steve, to answer specifically, so the Plum main group, there's no charge. It's free to join. It's always been free. All of our content's been free, and we haven't charged anything for the ladies to gain all of this knowledge, have access and opportunities to the staking and the investments. And, uh, there is uh, an email. There is a, a sort of a, a formal membership of a link that you can join in order to be a formal member. And those those that are actual formal members who have signed up for their email, basically, they have access to other opportunities that just being in the face group, Facebook group doesn't necessarily provide. And as Jacqueline mentioned, the next level would be the Plon Power Investment Group, which is for people who really want to support on the next level. And the only requirement is that you're interested in paying it forward and supporting more women into open events. And as Jacqueline also mentioned, the only requirement that really for you to apply to be a sponsored member is buying one share. And that share is $50. So using an, an amazing example, we just sponsored 14 women 
to play in a very special satellite at the Aria Poker Room. And we partnered with Poker Go, Poker Central, and Poker Masters, along with the Aria. What we did was we created a special event where the ladies could come, have a private tour of the Poker Go studios, which most people have not seen, except for on Poker Go, uh, you know. Well, super cool. Super cool. Yes, and they, had, uh, they hosted a lunch for us, and then they hosted this very special satellite. And the satellite was $550 per woman, and you could buy directly in and own 100% of yourself. But what we did is we offered the opportunity in the Plon Power Investment Group. For $50, you could buy as little as one share. And then if you were interested in becoming a sponsored player, you had to send in a, uh, an application email sort of, sort of explaining why you think you should be selected, why you'd like to play, and just giving us a little bit of background about your poker experience. And we chose 14 women and put them into this satellite and gave them an opportunity at a $10,000 high roller poker masters seat. So it was fantastic. So for $50, the winner of this satellite was Carolyn Grad from Canada. She got to play with all of the, you know, these top level pros and the high stakes players in the poker master 10K event, their opening event. So it's it was wonderful. We had an we had in excess of 10,000. So the second place received 2,000. And uh, what was even more wonderful is that we had an amazing support from the high stakes poker community. We had one investment, uh, one investor who is a high stakes player, very well known, who uh, invested $5,000 to put in nine ladies. And then we had Lauren Roberts, who is also another very well known high stakes player. She sponsored two ladies into the event, so she donated or invested $1,100. And what's beyond even more exciting than that is that they donated back all of their winnings back mm. to the investment group. So, and we're also happy to announce that I think almost everybody donated back the, their winnings into the investment group. So I think, wow, Jeff very cool. Yeah, so then we're paying it forward and putting the money back in the fund so we can put more ladies into the next open event. Oh, that's very cool. Jacqueline and Jeanette, just, you know, I, I muted you. There were even a little background noise. So, Feel free to unmute yourself to talk. Sorry about that. I just wanted to get a little bit of the background noise out of there. That is fantastic. That is super interesting, right? Uh, I think a lot of people, even if they've heard of Plon, maybe haven't heard of this side of it. Um, the one side where it's actually an opportunity to financially invest in the future of women in poker and give people the opportunity, and the other side of it to potentially be one of those people that's invested in to be able to play those bigger events. And that's a super, that's a fantastic uh, model. I love that. And by the way, most of those, if not all of those women were rec players. Some of them yeah. didn't even have any Hendon mob. I mean, so yeah. we're all about helping the rec players. Now, and and that, that's, obviously, that's obviously who our audience is. And I think there's people out there that are going, wow, this is actually pretty interesting. Uh, I had no idea about this. And I'm sure you're going to be getting some, some inquiries uh, coming up. Jeanette, did you have something you wanted to add there? I'm actually pretty sad. I was not available to participate in this. <laughs> you you look pretty, pretty, pretty sad. We missed you. The girl who came in second place on that Poker Master satellite, I think she had no hand in mob because she'd only ever played in bar leagues and home leagues. She'd well, never even right. played in a major tournament, but she got, she wrote a beautiful letter asking to be sponsored. She bought a couple of shares. She played, she played 
crazy, crazy, maybe crazy good. <laughs> because she came in second place. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it was an opportunity that she could have never had on her own. Yeah, that is super cool. I have, I have more questions. I just want to make sure I pause for a second for John and Rob if they have anything that they wanted to jump in here with. Hi, John and Rob. Hey, John. <laughs> no, I think it's just, it sounds uh, like an excellent thing. It, it's kind of, as Steve said, <clears throat> very similar to what Rec Poker is trying to do, promote poker. You're doing it in a little bit more of a focused niche, but I love the approach that you're taking. Thank you. Yeah, and so one of the, one of the questions I wanted to ask you is, um, you know, we've got a couple camps well, of women that are part of Rec Poker Nation, as far as the people that I know. There's some that are, you know, really into poker and they're playing the bigger events and all that sort of thing. And that's fantastic. And then you have some of these women who are just starting to learn the game. And then you have this other camp, which I think is our biggest audience. And I'd love to have you maybe uh, talk to them a little bit. And these are the women who they've been playing for a while. Uh, they've always enjoyed poker. It's always been super fun. They go, they play the casinos, maybe the $30 to $75 tournaments quite a bit, but they've never really taken it seriously. Like they just enjoyed going and it's kind of fun, but now they're at a place where they're saying, I actually want to learn the game at a little deeper level. I want to be more competitive. I would like to go play a $500 or an $1,100 event and feel like I'm not, you know, completely out, uh, overmatched. So I'd be curious, like, is, is there a, how would, how would Plon kind of fit into that sort of person looking for that sort of support? Um, if I may, I think, I think it's really a conglomerate of everything we do because I think the recognition that we're giving the ladies, whether they're playing a home game or whether they're playing Kristen, playing the 25K Poker Masters, the amount of recognition that we give to those women throughout the poker community gives more women confidence. So it gives that player like, oh, that girl only used to play dailies and now she played a 500 and now she won and this girl final table three times and she normally only played dailies and that kind of thing. I think that the conglomerate of what we do empowers those women to do more, plus the training, plus the sponsoring. It's like, you know, we've sort of taken it from every angle that we could think of. So there's not really one thing that we're doing to that community, but I think that is our main community. We don't do a lot for the brand new person. We're going to teach you how to play poker. <laughs> and, um, you know, and our big name pros who are already super successful, they support us and that they follow along. But they don't maybe partake of the content as much. So that core group of people who have played mid-stakes and want to elevate, that's really who we target, but with all of our programming. I think that's very accurate. Jeanette, did you have anything um, to add to that? Go ahead. And I do. You know, a lot of it is also just being patient with yourself. Um, I think it took me maybe a year and a half to two years to go up into the stakes of um, $400 to $1,100 tournaments, but it was at the point where I was playing the $75 tournaments at the nightly casino, or I was playing with friends. And a lot of the times I think, that you know jumping into some of these tournaments that are again the $1,100 tournament because you won one or two smaller ones um it might not be the wisest choice for everybody so it's just kind of being a little more um aware of how you play as as a person so if you're playing at a local casino and you won seven out of seven tournaments you've played at the $100 level you're probably ready to move up the stakes um and do it with um, just caution of, again, it's that bankroll management and maybe reaching out to a more senior player who started at the stakes that you started as a player 
um, and figuring out what they did to help um, help reach those um, higher stakes without breaking the bankroll too much. I love that. That's well said. I want to I want to take a second and and kind of address each of you a little bit because Eileen, uh, I know you a little bit because I know your I know some of your poker results and you're kind of a beast in, in some of those ways and had some really good results. Uh, Jacqueline, Jeanette, I'm not, I wasn't familiar with you before the show, but I want to hear a little bit about your story. I know you're both uh, ambassadors uh, for Plan, but I, I believe that that's not your full time gig or anything, right? You're you're, you're doing this on the side, right? So I kind of want to hear just well, who the heck are you? Like, who are these people that are involved in Plan, and what do you do in your daily lives, and what kind of tournaments or cash do you play right now? So maybe Jacqueline, do you want to go first, and then Jeanette? Um, sure. I am the group fashionista. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but, you, but you didn't wear red, so we're all... I know, but I got my reminder after I had already left. I did make <laughs> their t-shirts, though, that they're wearing. Oh, I love that. Okay. Yeah, I work in the fashion business. I actually have a day job as a buyer. Um, uh, in the fashion business, I buy for stores and casinos and airports. Um, and I help, you know, talk to Lena from the very beginning of Plan and... You know, I don't have a lot of time to give her, but I give her whatever time I have <laughs> in the morning and 11 at night. <laughs> and, um, you know, we make a great, great team, the three of us. So um, I give as much as I can. I definitely support all the investments and all of us have put a lot of our own money. This is not a money-making organization. We've all pulled out of our pocket money for stuff. Um, but as far as my poker... Um, I mean, I've been a mid to low stakes poker player for a few years. I don't have as much time to play as I would like. Um, you know, I've had bouts of having a coach where the years I've had a coach, I've had better results. I've had a year with no coach where I had my best results. I mean, my my biggest accomplishment was in the monster stack at the WSOP. Out of 6,700 players, I came in 88. Nice. Um, for a 10K cash, second to last woman standing. So that was probably my biggest accomplishment Jeanette and Lena have way 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 more so uh you know they're the beauty I'm the brains they're the money makers I were the fashionista I don't know <laughs> well I, yeah, I you're the beauty of the brains. you're all the beauty on the brains and I mean I, I know I looked a little bit looked a little bit at each of you and Jeanette I think uh I think there's some brains there as well based on what I saw yeah. and, and you actually have a connection I think Jeanette to Minnesota right with Mayo uh how did you know that? Oh. You know, I, I looked at your I looked at your profile. I'm doing my research. I'm like, who are these people? I need to know who these people are just a little bit. Uh, and I happen to see that you worked at Mayo. So I guess I don't know if you actually were in Minnesota or if you did some research. But we're we're based out of Minnesota, and I saw the name. Um, of course, says uh, says Minnesota. Yeah. I wasn't stalking you. Don't worry. Go for it. <laughs> Uh, Jacqueline, did you want to continue or? No, I'm good. I'm good. That's all I got. <laughs> um, I guess my, my piece of it is, um, who am I as a person? I, I was at Mayo Clinic for many, many years. I actually did cancer research there. Mm. That's why you hear me speak about numbers, um, and about stats and about, you know, progression. Cause I did a lot of like progression analysis over the course of time. Um, my involvement with Plon early on was, you know, just one of the founding ambassadors, just being there, spreading the word. And I think um, earlier this year, I did, last year actually, I did become a little more involved in helping develop the um, the survey that we sent out to women. Um, this year, I again, I've given as much time as I can to Lena and the organization and helping um, kind of really 
um, identify who we are as an organization because the growth was just substantial over the first year that we really had to define, you know, who is it that the niche is for this group um, versus what we were doing initially, which was just educating and awareness for women overall. Um, from a, like a person perspective, I, I have um, a graduate degree in medical research and healthcare. And what I do for a profession is more so um, advocacy for underserved community communities via quality type research. Um, my, what did Jacqueline say? There was something Jacqueline said, my biggest accomplishment, that's what it was, um, <laughs> was heads up top at the Venetian, 500 players approximately. It was a $600 buy-in, chopped heads up for 34,000. Nice. Um, which was incredible. Um, well, you're also top 100 women, right? Top 100 yes, women. I'm, Okay, I didn't want to say it, but yes. I, yeah, I go ahead. <laughs> Brag a little bit, that's okay. <laughs> GPI and player of the year for this year, I believe I'm under 40, the number 45 on both. Um, my goal is to reach the top 20, and I've been doing that by sticking to mid-level, uh, mid-stakes tournaments, so anything between the 1100 to the 1700 buy-in range because I have found I do really well in those. And although I can satellite into the higher stake ones, I still cannot cash in those for the life of me. So I'm not, <laughs> not even delving into those, um, that road at this point. But yeah, actually, I just hit my um, six-digit uh, revenue mark on Hendon Mob. So oh, that nice. Incredible this year. I was like, yeah, I made it past the 100K mark. <laughs> so <it's> cool. <laughs> Next up is seven digits. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Just one. All I got to do is win the World Series main. In fact, if, if one of you ladies could please final table and win that thing, that would be fantastic. That would be awesome. History making. It would love I think Lena, Lena might do it next year. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, well, one of our ambassadors is the only woman to have made a final table in the main event. That's Barbara Enright. Oh, is that right? Yeah. That she's the last yes. one to do it, right? She's the only one to have done it. Yeah. There's a few years ago where they. The gals went 12 and 11. It was just, I was just, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you went out in fifth, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Well, maybe it's so. it's your turn, I think. It seems like we're due. <laughs> Lena has two circuit rings and she's going for the third one. Right? I know. Let's talk about that. You you do, do have, you got two WSOP circuit rings. You've got, you were runner up in the WPT deep stacks for like 53,000 a couple years ago. Uh, talk a little bit about, well, you know, your founding of Plon and kind of what you're doing now. Is this your full-time gig? You're doing other things? How much poker are you playing? Give us a little bit of a, a view of who Lena Evans is. <laughs> is it my full-time gig? Uh, it probably is my full-time yes, gig. Yes, and in addition to all your other full-time things, right? <laughs> exactly. It's one of my five full-time right, things. Right, right, right. Where I'm not making any revenue from, but it's my it's my. I can path. relate. Oh. <laughs> No, I do. I have. Uh, I was the first woman to win two WSOP circuit rings in one season. I won them both exactly three months apart, which ah. was amazing. And uh, I just happen to be passionate about poker, and uh, I tend to follow my passions. And I'm a serial entrepreneur, so when I'm passionate about something, I tend to turn it into a revenue stream. So I started Helix Poker, which is a poker tour, and and uh, we travel and. And uh, it's really exciting because I get to meet the players and sometimes I get to play with them. And as the CEO of a poker company, I really wanted to have some street cred because I'm a 
cash player historically, traditionally. That's how I started. But I know that nobody knows what we do when we play cash in these private rooms behind closed doors. So I thought if I'm going to be a poker CEO, I need some street cred. And that means tournaments. So I started playing more tournaments just a couple of years ago. And pretty immediately, I started getting some good results, including those two rings. And as you mentioned, the WPT runner up and a couple of other uh, titles. But so then I sort of sealed, okay, I can actually play and now I can focus on doing other things. But yeah, so I had the tour and then it just became, you know, Plon started as a small group to share information about tournaments and travel with really just my friends. But then about a year and a half ago, we opened it up to basically women, mainly women. So women could get more ideas about where to play. And if you travel to anywhere in the world, say you want to go to Sweden and play, we have an ambassador in Sweden and she can connect with you and she can be your local contact and help you. So really that's, we've built a community worldwide so that women feel supported, like, as I say, they can go to any country, pretty much any city, and have a friend there. And as a part of our sort of community and all of these staking and investment, we're, you know, we're sweating with them. We're supporting them from behind the scenes. We're cyber railing them. Right. We have a woman who's going deep in event. We make sure we're cyber railing, sending them the good vibes. But really for me, it was, uh, you know, Plon is a way to connect with our ladies and Poker is a really interesting subculture. So it's unlike anything I've ever experienced because my background has been more in charity and political fundraising. And those two subsets are extremely different than poker. And I really love the poker community because people are very accessible, very real. And uh, I just feel a really good connection. And, and uh, that's why I focus so much on it. And as you say, is it my full-time job? No, it's not my full-time job, but I think it becomes a full-time passion. And so at one point we were working almost 24 seven as it was growing so rapidly. I mean, we became the largest within months of opening it up to ladies, we became the world's largest. And as Jacqueline mentioned, we're 5,700 plus members now. And as we mentioned, I would say 97% of those are women. So you can imagine, and there's still thousands more that aren't in the group yet. So mm-hmm. we're very active. We have a membership drive. So we can get to 6,000, 300 people. Not oh, even no everybody, if everybody adds one person, that would be 5,000 people. We got to make a membership drive. Well, okay, right, right here. Let, let's wreck poker nation. All right. There's a few, yeah. thousand, there's a few thousand of you people listening to this right now. All yeah. right. Uh, mm-hmm. If you are a woman, go to Facebook group, the, the, the Plon group, poker league of nations, become a member. You know, women who are poker players, <laughs> have them go there, have them hey. participate, have them engage, have them uh, reap the benefits of community. I mean, this is what, we, this is what wreck poker nation is all about. And here's another way to do that. So Let's get them over that 6,000 mark. Let's go. A week from now, yeah, let's 6,000. Come on, Rec Poker Nation. Step we up here. We would love that. I mean, because as I said, we're an all-volunteer organization. None of us are paid except with hugs and kisses. <laughs> and, and, you know, Gratitude. Pay in gratitude. <laughs> right. And lots, lo- hugs and kisses and lots of just a personal satisfaction in the fact that we're helping ladies. So we're volunteers. We want you to be involved. It's free to join. Everything we do in there is free content from top pros, and we're here to support in many, many ways. So we really want more women to have the opportunity to have access. And so just 
push the button and yeah. go membership. Is, is there also, so there's the, the Facebook group. Is there also like a newsletter people sign up for, a website they should go to? Like what is it, or is the best way just kind of through the Facebook group? Well, we do have a, a, a fairly active website and that's PokerLeagueOfNations.com. So pretty much all of the information you can learn about us is on PokerLeagueOfNations.com. And from there, you can navigate into our Facebook group. But that's a really good place to start. But we have a public Facebook page, but that's not very dynamic because that's a place marker. Really, all of our business happens in the group and that's where the ladies can share their successes and we can acknowledge them and cyber rail them, support them. So it's really, the group is really the place where we do conduct all of our business, but we have a pretty dynamic website and uh, visit. Yeah, but just to differentiate on the group. So when your um, Rec Poker Nation goes to look for it under, they look under groups and then look for members only Poker League of Nations because that, otherwise people were getting confused whether it's the page or the group. So we made the group say members only Poker League of Nations. And the page just says Poker League of Nations. Uh, the, the more dynamic content is in the group, so they have to search under groups. Okay, so they good will point. Have to, they will get a, a notice that says that their um, approval to join the group is pending. We do actually just kind of vet every member that does trying to try to join to make sure that it's someone who's actually safe to join. I mean, we have a lot of women in the group, yep. so we want to make sure that our members are safe. Um, so if anybody does want to join who is listening in, um, to just have them enter Rec Poker as how they heard about um, Poker League of Nations, and we will gladly approve them. Yes, Sounds and cool. as we yeah. mentioned earlier, we, we do welcome gentlemen who are in the poker industry. So if you're a professional in the poker industry, the gentlemen are welcome to join, but for the most part, it is a women's mm -hmm. organization. But okay. we, love, we love the poker room managers and the TVs and the casino owners who support us. So certainly they're in the group as well because we want them to see how and the media people, yeah. yeah Wonderful. I mean, yeah, we'll we'll put the we'll put the links out there. We'll make sure that when we we'll we'll, we'll put that uh, the link to the group whenever we uh, we publish this and make people aware of it. That sounds that sounds fantastic. Uh, we're almost out of time, but I have I have a couple more questions. I'm just dying to ask you guys, so we'll have to have pretty short answers. But uh, the two questions I have, and you can all chime in here a little bit. We can be a couple minutes over, but uh, one thing is just you know in closing. You know, I guess what's that one thing that we haven't said or that you'd like to say to the women that are listening or saying, well, maybe this is something I could get involved with. I don't know. You know, they're kind of on the fence about if they should get involved. So I'd love to hear that. And then also, and this is probably a loaded question that's unfair to ask for a quick answer for. Uh, but, you know, we struggle with, with gender diversity on the podcast and getting guests in. And, you know, we're trying to be intentional about it. Uh, and I, But I think there's a lot of good-hearted men out here uh, that are saying, what can we do to help support women in poker? Um, you know, we maybe don't have the platform to be able to do things like the podcasting or whatever, but what can just good-hearted men do to help uh, either um, bring more women into the game or support the women that are already in the game? So those are my two questions that we have about three minutes to have three of you answer. So sorry, but there you go. Whoever wants to chime in, go ahead. Um, I would say follow the golden rule at the table. Respect everybody who um, is around you, especially women. Um, know that they are the disparity, and just having a woman at the table is really challenging to come by. Um, that's just from a you know behavioral perspective, but from a financial perspective, if there is an inclina inclination to help bring more women to play, um, I would consider also 
potentially sending some funds to the Pawn Investment Group, knowing that if you send a woman to play who does happen to win her cash at, a, at an event, that your good deed is going to return to you from a financial perspective as well. Love it. Exactly. She said, that's what I was going to say. Yes, we do absolutely invite gentlemen to be supporters and investors in the Plan Power Investment Group. Um, a couple of our largest investors were gentlemen, and we really appreciate that because it, it makes us feel good that the gentlemen are supportive as well because we're such a small percentage of the field and we're trying to grow that field. And I think that people really appreciate that. And, you know, our, our casino partners, they're for the most part, they're gentlemen and they have been really supportive bringing us in, making us feel safe and secure and, and just supporting more women in poker. Awesome. 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 Uh, well, any, uh, go, no, go ahead, Jeanette. Uh, go ahead. Just, um, it's really incredible that um, this summer and just at many events when we're there, we're patching people up. It's the men who are so curious about this group um, <laughs> in so much that we actually had gentlemen at the World Series of Poker while they were on feature TV uh, wearing the patches, really supporting women out nice. there. So this stigma about men not wanting women at the table, I, I think we're, it's maybe 30 years behind, and I, I mean, I am the devil's advocate here, but um, I think, you know, men genuinely are more supportive of women at the table than women actually believe they are before they actually actively play in open fields. I do believe that, I, and I think yeah. your statement is very accurate that I, I, I've always felt welcome. I, I've never felt un, unwelcome at a poker table. So we thank the gentlemen for, you know, as Jeanette said, the golden rule, we treat everybody the way we want to be treated. So when we're treated with respect, we're, we're thankful because we are, as she said, the disparity and, uh, and I've always felt welcome. So uh, gentlemen, just continue welcoming us, invest in more women to play and uh, see you on the felt. <laughs> <laughs> well, that seems like a good way to end. I, I hate to cut it off because I know we could talk for a lot longer, but oh yeah. I mean, Lena, Jacqueline, Jeanette, thank you guys so much for coming on here. John, Rob, I know I took all the time, but uh, thanks for jumping on here too. Uh, and we will uh, we'll chat with you guys later. But thank you again for all you're doing. And women, women, get out there. Let's get them over 6,000. I want to look a week from a week from today and see how many numbers you guys have. Let's, let's see if we can push that number over 6,000 by next week. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so thank much. Thank you, Rec Poker community. And uh, bye, John and Rob. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. All right. Well, once again, thanks to the Poker League of Nations, Plon, as well as John Somsky and Rob Washington for being part of the panel. Uh, appreciate you guys. Uh, just a reminder, this Wednesday, our book study, Andrew Brokus's Playing Optimal Poker, Chapter 5, at 6.30 p.m. Join the discussion. And at 8 o'clock p.m. Central, another hand history with Taylor Moss, who just finished fourth in the Big Turkey at Running Aces for about eight grand. So uh, that should be fantastic. Uh, go to rec.poker for all the information. Uh, join the mailing list. Uh, get on Twitter, Facebook, all that jazz. Uh, check out what we're doing. And once again, thank you to Running Aces, Racetrack, and Casino uh, for your continued support as our official sponsor. Take care, y'all.